Welcome to Lillipod episode 38, The Illusion of Control. Jeff and Kathy Teichert bringing you another episode of Lillipod, which is a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. A couple of weeks ago, Jeff asked me the question, why do you suppose people tend to feel more comfortable driving a car than riding in an airplane. And I thought about it for a moment and I said, well, I think because when we're driving, we feel more in control. And that was exactly what he had understood in his research on the subject. And, uh, I mean, we, most of us know that statistically speaking, flying on an airplane is much safer than driving a car. Well, and that's the irony of it, is that we feel safer doing something we're more likely to get in an accident doing because we're in the driver's seat. Right. It doesn't feel like you have much control if you're 30,000 feet in the air in a flying bus that somebody else is driving and, and you don't really understand how it works or whatever. And that's a metaphor for life as well, that... Often, we're uh, uh, subjected to forces that we don't have control over, but we like to believe that we're in control of what's going on around us in our environment, our families, our relationships, whatever you know, work, whatever the case may be. Most definitely, and you know, <laughs> this actually hit close to home. Uh, we had planned to do a podcast on this illusion of control that we tend to have or want in our lives. And I was on my way to the biggest event of 2021 for me, other than our book, which is coming out in a few weeks, which we're super excited about, Intentional Courtship. Um, But uh, this event, it was near and dear to my heart for over a year. I'd been planning uh, it. It had 400 Suzuki violin students gathering in a Bravenel Hall. And I was in charge of every single person there, um, every crew, uh, audio, video um, recordings, light, sound, engineering, um, the hundred parent volunteers that we needed to be able to uh, keep these kids safe and get in place for the concert. Everything had pre- been prepared down to the lo- every single last detail. I was on my way. I was feeling confident. I was feeling ready. And it was raining and I had slowed down for the speed. I was feeling calm in my driving. And um, all of a sudden I just started spinning on a five lane freeway. And I went all the way from lane one to five spinning two or three different times and ended up running into another vehicle. And I just, I remember the first thought was, why would God put me in charge of this concert and kill me on the way? (laughs) And then my, I think my second thought was, 
I think this car that I've had since I was pregnant with my youngest child for like 11 and a half years is totaled. Yeah. And, and when I stopped spinning, I was glad to be alive. That's, I was like, I was in a lot of shock and I felt really uh, just completely dumbfounded that that could happen. Like just out of nowhere, it felt like out of nowhere. And you could be the most skilled driver there ever was, you know, and be somebody who's totally practiced. And if you hit that puddle of water at the right speed, you're going to spin out. There's nothing you can really do about it. Well, and I even knew not to slam on my brakes or freak out. I tried to relax through it. I tried not to uh, to gain control by force. Um, but man, man, that just really like took me by surprise. Right. I think uh, we can use both the the analogy of the plane. Um, and the car or the, the analogy that, that Kathy just came up with, which was actually real in her experience, uh, to talk about control in life and relationships. And one thing we've discussed is that you really don't have control over other people and their agency. Right. Definitely. I mean, if someone that you're married to, and many of you have been through this, and they decide they're done, you have no choice in the matter. You may wish you did. You may feel entitled to have a choice. And you may feel like, well, I did everything right. Of course, no one does everything right. But you may think, I did all the basic things that I've been taught all my life. I I lived the word of wisdom and the law of chastity and I went on a mission and, you know, go down the list of things people say they did right. And as if that sort of earned them the right to control another person. Well, and being a great spouse doesn't guarantee that a marriage will work out. Only That's only half of the relationship and you can only do your part. Uh, yeah. And also uh, another thing with regards to divorce and agency, because we we believe those go together very very um, hand in hand. Um, there there might be some choices being made by a spouse that are intolerable, that are completely uh, outside of what you can tolerate. Uh, you know, whether it be abuse of some kind, right? I mean, because we we've talked about this in another podcast called the Divorce Decision. Um, we talked about abuse being something to very much consider if uh, divorce for if if that's happening. And, and in that case, you might have a choice, but it's a hard choice. Right. You may have have a choice between two very bad options, either leaving your marriage at an inopportune time in life or staying in a marriage where you're being mistreated. Right. And uh, so either it, way, divorce is is a result of someone's agency. Right. I, I well, think two we, people's really. Yeah. I think a lot of times we've felt like we were between the devil and the deep blue sea. Um, and, and among the community of mid singles, we have a, a much greater understanding of that than than most people. Well, and then 
we have also talked about um, besides divorce, there's two other ways we can, you know, be single in at middle aged or later in life. Um, and mortality is is what ends up making widows. Um, you know, if if death is on the docket for your partner and you end up widowed, that isn't in your control. Yeah, I recently watched uh, a uh, interview on YouTube with a woman who waited all these years. I mean, she was in her uh, probably late 30s before she got married, and she was married two and a half years, and her husband died. And you think, gosh, doesn't seem quite fair. I'm going to tell you what a fair is. It's a place where they show pigs. Life is not fair. No, no, it's not. And it's not anything we would ever expect, you know, even if it, if you might end up coming to the conclusion, it was someone's time to go um, to the next life. It's not usually something we're privy to the information in advance. Right. So it takes us by surprise like that, that uh, water did for me. Right. I'd like to make the point also that we don't have to have total control to uh, be happy. We can, you know, learn to ro roll with the punches and take what comes unexpectedly and still have a pretty happy and meaningful life. Uh, you know, we've uh, several times on this show uh, cited Viktor Frankl and, and the book Man's Search for Meaning and he had almost no control over his external circumstances as a in a Nazi concentration camp. Where he had his ultimate human freedom is in the way he chose to think about it. And, and that's where you and I can have freedom as well. Um, you know, in relationships or in other areas, <clears throat> we, uh, we don't necessarily always have control over our external circumstances but we have control over what we make of them, what we think of them. Absolutely. And, you know, when I, when my car hydroplaned on that water, uh, I, I did have those initial thoughts while my car was spinning and I was really scared. But then once that, you know, when my, once my car had come to a stop, then I had decisions to make. Uh, I quickly called my co-chairs and, and let them know what happened so that they could continue getting ready for the concert without me there yet. Um, I also checked on the other driver to see if he was okay. Um, and um, gratefully, neither of us went directly to the hospital, but we've definitely had some or recovering to, to do or to the morgue. Um, we've definitely had some physical recovering to do, uh, you know, this week and probably beyond, but, uh, overall, like we were very blessed in that situation. And, and I looked at it as, uh, just, I was so grateful to be alive. And also it put my nerves for being on stage and being the master of ceremonies into perspective because that no longer seemed like as big of a deal when I had faced, <laughs> I had right. faced, a you know, a, a, the possibility of, of dying or being really seriously injured. Right. My uh, former wife used to say that if you ever want to give God a good laugh, tell him your plans. Mm. And, you know, my my life 
in a lot of ways did not go the way that I expected. And yet in a lot of ways, it's, it's much better. Um, and I think sometimes one of the advantages of not trying to seize control over everything is that God has surprises in store for you that are better than you could dream up for yourself. That's true. Some of the best things come from the worst things. It's true. Right. And, you know, because we've been talking about that lately, in some ways I thought, well, if my car's totaled, maybe that means I get a new one. Right. You know, maybe this ends up working out for me, you know, and I liked those thoughts. Those thoughts gave me comfort. We may even stumble across a great deal on one that wouldn't have been there if the car had given out some later time. Right. Or if we'd chosen to sell it, which we were going to do in the next year, but um, because it was in good shape and I, I had, I had hoped to pass it on to someone because it's been a great car. But anyway, uh, I just, there's all sorts of thoughts I've had about it that I think have been working in my favor that have made the whole situation a lot better than it would if I had been, if I'd focused on my frustrations. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I won't <clears throat> tell the story um, about President Reagan again, but, you know, he talked when he was young about, missing out on a job he really wanted. And, and then he got another job that took him into sports announcing, which took him into movies, which took him into politics. And he ended up president of the United States. And if he had gotten the job he wanted at that time, he said he might still be working there. That's right. Well, and he was engaged to, to a gal and it didn't end up working out and he wouldn't have had what he had with Nancy. Right. And maybe not have ever had his, film career and his political career. He might have stayed in Illinois. Yeah. So getting his heart broken at that time actually led to really good things in his love life. In his love life, in his professional life, yeah. and, and in every respect. And he said, I've been very blessed. And he actually made the point uh, that sometimes some of the greatest things come out of the things that we thought were tragedies. Yeah. And yeah. that's true of me too. For sure. You know, I I think that that give give God a good laugh, you know, by telling him your plans uh, quote reminded me that we have one last area to cover. Cause there's three ways we're single at middle-aged or beyond. And that's through being widowed mm -hmm. uh, with that, uh, that mortality issue that we right. don't control or being divorced with that agency issue that we don't control or not ever having been married either because we've chosen not to, or we've never been chosen. Right. Um, because that that is it requires two people to make that choice. And um, that includes us and, of course, our dating partner. Right. And so uh, that's another thing that people don't control. They don't. I mean, no matter yeah. how much you put yourself out there, although we think you raise your chances and you raise your chances of having a good, healthy relationship when you do so in a good, healthy place yourself, um, you know, that as you date, and, and that your numbers go up, there's more chances of having mutual, uh, mutually satisfying relationships that, you know, end up being committed. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's true. And we can work on becoming the kind of person that we want to attract into our lives. Does it guarantee it? No, it certainly increases your odds a great deal. Um, but is that control, I, I would call it more influence, more, um, you know, creating 
um, the conditions uh, for the things you want. You know, and here's another another thing about this principle. I want to talk for a minute about the law of the harvest. And that uh, comes from Paul's letter to the Galatians, I believe, where he said, uh, that which a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And I used to believe that that meant you get out of it, you get out of it, what you put into it. And yet you take a farmer who sows. Well, those seeds could be washed away in a flash flood um, or a heavy torrential downpour. Um, the, the, the crop could be infested with a pest or a blight of some kind. Uh, thieves could come and steal your crop before you've had a chance to harvest it. There's all kinds of things that could happen to prevent you from reaping the harvest that you hoped for or expected. And so when we talk about sowing and reaping, we're really not talking about, I put in this much and I'm guaranteed this much in return. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way. There are multiple factors that we have almost zero control over. I wonder, in fact, if the if it was if it was called the law of the harvest, so that we would compare it to all of those those things in nature we don't control, and realize that we we don't control the outcome, only what we put into it. Right, and and here's the thing that is hopeful in all of this. I I, I think. Um, and I, I don't think I've said this on this show before, but I've, I've written of it in other contexts. Um, a kernel of corn uh, can grow into a corn stalk with typically two ears with about 800 kernels each. And so uh, one little kernel is capable of reproducing its, its own self 1,600 times. Yeah, I think you actually mentioned this in Dating is Like Gardening. Right. Yes. And... And that's a good so episode, too. I call that, uh, I think that's a corollary to the law of the harvest, which I like to call the law of multiplication. So, yes, it is possible that you're not going to get what you expect out of your harvest uh, because of these external circumstances that you can't control, a drought, a pest, or what, whatever it may be. And yet... There's also a chance that it's going to multiply and you're going to get way more out of it than what you put into it. And I believe that ultimately, uh, if you persist, the law of multiplication will have its way. It, it, you know, the earth has never become so desolate that it stopped producing and it, it will keep producing for you even if you go through a season or two of drought or, you know, pest infestation or whatever. And it is literally true that what you sow, you will also reap. Jesus, you know, once famously asked, do men um, gather figs of thistles, you know? And uh, of course, you plant uh, thistles and you're not going to get figs. Uh, you, so you, you do reap what you sow, but the quantity is not guaranteed, uh, except I think over the long haul. 
Right, right. Because uh, all the things that could go wrong don't go wrong all the time or even that often. Right. Like I've never spun out of control like that ever in my entire life. And once was enough that it could have meant her number was up and thankfully it was not. Yes. But, uh, um, you know, and now we have to deal with a wrecked car and, and we could look at that like it's a big tragedy and it feels that way in some ways, but uh, we all can also look at it as we're blessed because we can replace the car. We couldn't really replace Kathy. Right. Yeah, that would be really sad, huh? It would. <laughs> Especially before celebration. <laughs> <laughs> and before this podcast about losing control. <laughs> that would be just so sad. <clears throat> right. So, so when we talk about the law of the harvest, think about, you know, the things a farmer does not have control over, and there are many. You know, what animals and... Uh, bugs and insects and, you know, other weather conditions can do to a crop, but also what uh, you might reap when conditions are good. I, right. And so in, with relationships, even though widowhood can happen and divorce can happen and not getting married can happen, even if you're dating, um, there is great possibility of the most joy you've ever known in an intimate relationship that's very satisfying. And right. that's why we take those risks. That's why we do it. Right. I, I mean, that's why I took the risk with Kathy, even after having my heart broken a few times before. Um, and, you know, best thing I ever did. So I, I look at these principles that we're talking about. And there, there are a lot of things inherently in this life that we don't have control over. And when we think we have control over it, it's really an illusion. And I think, you know, before I got divorced and kind of lost everything that I had uh, for a period of time, I, I sort of looked at my life and the way it had progressed. And I got married in my twenties and you know, went to graduate school and then uh, had jobs and started businesses and built a house, built a couple of houses. And it just sort of seemed like I was getting out of it what I put into it. But it only seemed that way because I was benefiting from favorable growing conditions and from the agency of other people for periods of time. And at the end of the day, I couldn't make someone hire me as their attorney. That's their decision. I couldn't make Kathy marry me. Uh, I could ask her and that was my agency and, and she could accept or not. And that was her agency. And uh, so I think it's, it's important to understand, be very careful. You know, the, the scripture, he who thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. Be very careful when you look at someone else and are tempted to judge them for the difficult circumstances that they may be in at the time um, and think, well, I'm doing so much better than that person. Well, and it may be that you've had much better growing conditions and sure. abundant water and fertilizer and whatever. Well, yeah. And I was just, I was just thinking 
our awareness of control being an illusion, I think helps us be a lot more understanding when things are not going well for someone else. Right. That it might not be them. Right. It might not be their choices. Um, and, you know, we were, we were talking before this podcast about the fact that wealth and fame doesn't protect anyone from all possible hardships. Right. There's still human things that just affect us all. Right. I mean, Senator Edward Kennedy, I was thought about him in that context. He was uh, probably the wealthiest U.S. senator or one of the wealthiest and certainly one of the most powerful. And yet he died in office of a brain tumor, a close cousin to the kind of brain tumor that took the life of my younger brother. And that brain tumor did not discriminate between Ted Kennedy and the poor. I mean, he he could buy the greatest health care money could buy, and it didn't save him. Hmm. And uh, so we may look at people and envy what they have and think that if, if we had that, our lives would be better and easier. Well, they might, but they might not too. Right. Well, and then also... You know, another thing we talked about was that following the rules or the laws doesn't always guarantee anything. I mean, I thought that I was, I was driving well, you know, I had, right. had my seatbelt on, thank goodness. I had, uh, you know, I was staring straight. I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't distracted. I wasn't speeding. In fact, I had slowed down for the rain, for the weather. Um, but I happened into a, a dip in the road where it was like basically driving into a swimming pool. But right. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, it's a. It's an area where I believe. I guess seven crashes had happened by nine thirty, and I was the third one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there it caught a lot of people by surprise that morning. Right. And I think you know we ought to say, um, in this regard as well, that just because we don't have total control doesn't mean we don't have any. We can do our part of the relationship as well as we can and just trust the other person to do theirs. And, you know, I think we feel more empowered when we, uh, when we put our focus on the things that we do have control over rather than on the myriad of things we don't. If I'm a farmer, I can't, you know, really benefit by shaking my fist at the sky and saying, rain, you stupid, you know, weather. But you could do a rain and dance. You could, you could do <laughs> you that. You could try. You could try that. But, you know, what are the things you can do? Well, you can plant your crops in faith that you're going to get some rain. You know, you, you can fertilize the best you can. Well, and certainly we can pray for the results that we want. And, um, and, and the thing that I keep wanting to mention throughout this whole discussion, which I've loved, um, is that God uh, wants us here on earth learning and growing, right? And so I think that the confidence we can have from this whole thing is that if, if there is a, a point in which we feel like our life is losing control, um, we know he's in control. And we know that... Um, all things work together for our good. Even if it doesn't feel good, 
truly this life is meant for us to learn from and grow from. And so everything that is happening, whether it feels good or not, is for our good and for our growth. Right. And sometimes I think it pays um, to take the things that come along that we may not have anticipated, that may feel like setbacks, and and just wonder what's God going to make of this. Absolutely. And I know in looking back, I caused myself a lot of distress, fighting against what was or how what I thought it should have been rather than just trusting. Yeah. Um, because I believe if he leads us to things, he gets us through things. And so uh, with that, I'd just like to mention that our episode next week is going to be about overcoming the fears that come with not having all the control in life that we would like to have. So uh, just know that while we today have been focusing on the illusion of control and how we don't always have as much control in life as we would like, uh, we're going to talk next week a little bit more about how to manage that in our lives effectively. All right. And I want you all to remember that any time is a great time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening to LilyPod, and we'll catch you next time. Subscribe to LilyPod to get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, share with those you love. For more information about our organization and services, visit loveinlateryears.com.